welcome to the Redditors React Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Batty, and I'm here with the one, the only, literally just him today. I, I Everyone else has uh, basically responded, I have cooler shit to do in the text message. But you know who doesn't have anything cool to do? That's Levi. Levi, how are you doing? Welcome to the show, your show that I'm hosting. No, no, this is your show, Challenge USA. That's your show, Brian. Well, I was on Survivor, so. And do you know what's good? That you that you hang out with other people. You don't only hang out with people who are on Survivor. Don't tell anybody. It's not yeah. allowed. Um, so speaking of not allowed, Chris wins. He's back in the house. Are we going uh, straight into it? Yeah, I'm fine. Well, what up? What we beginning? You got something to say? You got like no, got but don't we like about your no, life? Well, don't we like normally just like take the piss out of the fact George isn't here? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh George, uh, uh, hold on. Let's let's do this again then. Um, oh also, no, this is all going us... in. This is all going in. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not saying edit it up, but also <laughs> joining us today from across the pond, UK's greatest rugby talent, George. George, how are we doing? Rugby is the best man of wedding, yeah, best man, yeah. I miss George. Do you um, think George hates us? This is my new no. thing to get him back. This is my new thing to get him back. We do a podcast where we genuinely just like feel really sad and keep making uh-huh. comments say he hates us. Then he listens to the podcast because I think he's the only one. And then he comes back on the podcast because he feels bad. I love you, George. I miss you, George. Come back to me. No, you know what it is? It's two things. Number one, this see this uh this being on Thursdays has really just fucked a lot mm. of things as far as timing wise. Like Fridays suck to do stuff like this on as far as scheduling goes. It it throws a wrench in the things. Especially when you're George and have a very active social life. Well, that's the thing. And two, George is at the age, and I remember going through this where you know, you got we joked and we were like, oh, you know, maybe George doesn't. Is it true he's in all these weddings? And it's like, yeah, sometimes like I remember there was a summer where I went to like 11 weddings in like four weeks. So like, was George best man at all it. of them? I don't know. I was standing in like four of them, though, you know, so like I could see it. He's got all those like rugby friends are all probably getting married at the same time. Like, I get oh, it. Um, yeah, on the rugby pitch. I'm also just making excuses because I want George to feel good about going back. You know, that's no, I, I know I don't want him to feel feel bad. I want yeah. him to be like, oh, I miss them so much, and they're so much happier know, when I'm around. And then George comes back, and we're all happy again. Not that we're not happy. Maybe, I just miss George. Well, maybe we should. Maybe maybe we should be on the because you know I've I've thought about this a lot, and I feel like the value of shame has eroded. Uh, from society in the sense that shame doesn't have a ton of impact anymore Mm. and i think that we should be maybe on the forefront of the the vanguard if you will yeah to to bring shame back to society so maybe we should change up our approach and start making george feel bad i don't know so we we basically shame george for having other friends i just think our reach our reach is such that we have responsibility what was that what was that line in batman where um wonder woman turns to him and says you know peter with great power comes great responsibility it's like that we have 
the so responsibility to bring him back. Exactly. Should we talk because... about the episode? No, no I don't I'm, think I'm good with yeah. this George thing. I'm good with uh-huh. this George centric podcast. I genuinely, no lie, I was watching this episode and I genuinely thought, do you know who'd be good on this show? George? Yeah. Like, I genuinely um, thought that. I would love to see George on the challenge and back would, on our podcast. It wouldn't be long before he said something in jest that they just, yeah, the Amanda's or Josh's of the world did not take in the same context. So I think that George just wouldn't last because of that, you know? But I think he would last because we know what George is like. He has the stamina the the body we all know that um and the strength and the heart mostly he has the heart and i think he would genuinely just like he'd keep he'd be the one that keeps getting put in eliminations because he keeps saying something british that they don't understand and get upset by but then he keeps like like, getting rid of people just like just like chris right yeah so chris comes back into the house and Uh, i you know there's one thing i i i've wanted to talk about about this i've mentioned it before the, the kitchen in this house is so small and i yeah. think what they should have done is gotten a house with an even smaller kitchen <laughs> and tried to put even more shit in it you know what i mean i think that would have been even better what's going on with this house this house kind of sucks but you know what i always find weird when i watch these reality shows where there's like a big mansion the fact that they stick like like when I watch Jersey Shore Family Vacation, they don't need to share bedrooms. Like, why are there like seven people in a bedroom on the challenge in this massive mansion? To force them to interact. Oh, we, we're not being whimsical this week. Right? <laughs> no, no, I thought you were being <laughs> you're genuinely. I just think this is this house sucks. I just wanted to comment on that. I um, don't like that weird alleyway outside the bedrooms. That's what I'm saying. Like that between that, it's a lot of narrow hallways. It was probably hard to film there, guys. What about know. if they, if for the whole, they had a season where the whole house was just one open plan room? I mean, they kind of do that. That's why all real world houses are like converted warehouses and shit. Mm. Like they do that a lot. But challenge houses are like mansions, so it's like harder to do that. I still think about the All Stars Three House a lot. Like, I genuinely want to live there. With that massive staircase and that bit and, down the bottom of the staircase. And the pool in the back and just, like, it It just looked, like, elegant and chic and, like, badass. Like, like George Clooney would have a house like that, you know? But you know who would have a house like that? Our George? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> well, it would be cool to be invited to it. Um, so, um, the, the, the survivor girls minus Michaela, which I thought was, so this is, this next scene is actually, um, really the only interesting scene in the entire show. So I, it's possible we might spend the entire podcast talking about, it. I just mm. have a lot of like, questions and thoughts. So we get back in and, you know, Mich- Mich- Michelle is confronted by Desi and Chanel. Michelle because down. because she didn't vote for Tory. Mm. But like, why didn't Michelle just like double down on the lie? Like, I I know I don't remember exactly how the votes shook down, but why couldn't she be like, oh, I 
did vote for Tory. I mean, I don't remember how that went. Because I genuinely think she has an inability to be a believable liar. She just cries. But then I also thought, here's the other thing I thought, there's all these Survivor girls, and I'm pretty sure she didn't do Survivor with any of them. Yet she's done, what, two or three seasons with Tori? Tori's her Mm -hmm. actual, like, closer friend. And she's been on a show with lots of seasons with Tori. So she's still been on a show, because you can only be friends with people you've been on a show with. So she can still be friends with Tori. She actually is closer to her than she is to the Survivor girls. Yeah, well, that's perfect. That's my next question. Like, do you think Chanel, like, actually thought that Michelle wasn't, uh, like, playing the middle? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, is this just them calling it out? Or is this, is was she actually baffled by sort of that, that outcome? Do you know what I genuinely think? When I was watching this scene, I did just think... I love in reality TV where they have these like in-depth argument conversations over the smallest things, but because it's so like specific to the game, mm-hmm. they get so into it. But yeah. I just I don't know. I just think I we we've said this about Michelle for like what three seasons? She just she doesn't know how to play this game. She's so desperate to get to the end that she flip-flops the whole season till she finally has to pick a side. And then she gets upset and offended that the side that she suddenly betrayed is upset. She, you know, I've been listening to a lot of um, Lana Del Rey lately. How familiar you are are you? Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know Lana. This LDR artist. Um, Michelle reminds me of like. Not Lana Del Rey specifically, but like the type of woman that Lana Del Rey is sort of like parodying in a way, Mm. but Michelle's doing it on purpose. Like, and it's not as romantic. It's like, it's like, you know, Lana Del Rey's whole thing is like, I'm the worst possible, I'm worst case scenario woman to know Mm. or date. That's like her whole shtick, right? Like Michelle is that kind of, but like not as elegant about it. Like she's more like, she's like, uh, she's like if you put a drum set into a garbage bag and then threw it down a long flight of stairs. That's kind of what Michelle's game reminds me of, you know? To me, Michelle is the type of woman that gets home after a day at whatever she does and phones her sister, but she does it every day. Mm. Oh, she's on the phone a lot. She's but she she calls the sister and then like she just goes through her phone. She's the type of she'll be on the phone the whole evening. And she won't say anything, but it will all be about all the terrible problems in her life. But when well, she's saying it, it will never amount to a conversation because it's just Michelle and then Michelle and then Michelle. Yeah, and you know what? The here's the deal though. This is a fucking delight to have on this show. She makes great TV. 100% positive all around. Like, everything we're saying is because we, I love it. I love it. Especially compared to sort of just, like, how buttoned up things have gotten with a lot of the heavier hitters. Like, 
having her around to like i said like fall down the stairs like is so crucial and important mm. and we're gonna talk more about her because i do think michelle's maybe the biggest winner of this episode and we'll get to that in a minute but let's stay here because what happens next is was interesting on on there was layers and levels and i'm just fascinated by what happens next so tori walks in the room and whips out her enormous penis and just flops it like an elephant trunk into the center of the room and says what the fuck look at my giant dick i'm here to fuck i'm ready to go and like I, you know, it was, they folded like an accordion, like a fucking accordion, like uh, not even like Laurel has ever like exhibited this much like power. Like I, I've, I've never seen anything like what happened in that room. Like she got she got desi and chanel to start sobbing and apologizing for voting her into an elimination she didn't even go into nothing happened and yet they're crying and begging for her forgiveness and then to top that off no no no, because there's more (laughs) it goes even further it goes a step further michelle then also crying admitted to planning to vote her in and then not doing it she apologized for helping tori tori walked in slung her dick out and all three of those girls cried and said i'm sorry but nothing happened what the fuck was that what's going on I know we've been joking about like King King Faisal of Hospinus. Like it's oh King God. Tory, and we all need to shut the fuck up about Queen, anybody Queen, else. I don't get it. Queen Tory of House Challenge. Dude, it's that was the crazy. I've never seen that in this show. The only time it's ever been comparable is do you remember on Free Agents when it was at the end when Nani and Johnny won that challenge and they ended up voting Kara? Uh in and they talked to they brought ct over to like Mm. talk to him and basically ct didn't say anything and yet they were scared the entire time because it's like all ct all he has to do the only thing he really accused them of is potentially be he said and you're probably voting her in too right and pointed to kara and like they were terrified that's the closest I've ever seen anyone come to but, this game but you of know, like that level of like like what the fuck? All right, sorry. Go ahead. But do you know what's crazy? Okay, compare her entrance into the room at that moment to her entrance in the room in Champs versus Stars when she came in as an alternate, completely high off her face. Yeah. Like that. She's it's two different women now. She is the best. I'm not even going to say female. She is the best social and political player in this game without even playing she doesn't it's... do anything social or political but everyone's so scared of her slash mm-hmm. loves her so much that she's got all this power she is queen tory of house challenge 
Yeah. And like it's it was last season I marveled like in World Champions, like she basically acted like a fucking asshole for the entire time and yeah. still no one voted for her. And like partly that was Danny too, but like they happened to have friends on high places everywhere on but like the fact that she could act like that last season and then be like it, it's crazy i just it's it's like astonishing okay so here's what i in a let's play the like alternative universe game mm-hmm. where would tori be in the challenge where would her status be in the challenge if she'd never dumped derek henry for jordan and she was still with derek henry um, I mean, talent wins out, I guess, if but she, she really wanted it still. But I mean, but like, she it, became, that changes everything. Now. Yeah, like, because she became like a social player with the older vets, as well as the younger vets and the younger people, literally because of the fact she was with Jordan. Bananas was protecting her. CT was protecting her. I mean, she is probably, no, no, I'd say definitely the best female challenger we've had since Kara as far as actual challenging yeah and it's like it's it's you're right i i I wonder though but like cara i don't think anyone was really afraid of cara besides like the women but they weren't like scared it was just like i don't it's like it's different level of like like cara doesn't never like you know Pulled her. This is really crude the way I keep saying this, but she never walked in the room and just like pull her dick out. She always had to like kind of be. She just they kind of just left her alone essentially. She won a lot, and like that's just you know she earned it. But like but she it's a went different through, level of control, you know. But she went through so many seasons where she didn't even get put in one elimination. Oh yeah, no, for sure. But I talked about this with Ryan. A couple weeks ago and so much of that has to do with just the simple fear of going against her in a physical elimination because Mm. like you just none of the women were ever going to win that really i mean some of them obviously like could but like that was such a thing with her is because Mm. she was the strongest and most in shape it was like they it just no one wanted those problems i guess that was like her biggest asset and she just knew what she was doing at that. You know, there's like a thing with this show where like you do it long enough. It's like a, 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 an institutional know-how, you know, like, yeah. you know how like sometimes in sports where like the best player will like leave a team, but the team still kind of is good and has success. It, it, and it's obviously they're not as good and it's not as sustainable, but like they still play really well, even without their yeah. best player. It's like a, you know, an institutional know-how thing. It's, at a certain point, you just know how to win. That's do you think that she? Where would you rank? Okay, so let's let's look at like the current roster of let's say like twenty people that pretty much go on the challenge every season. Where would you rank Tori in amongst the men and the women? Oh, number one, above bananas. Above like as CT. far as of all time. No, no, like what we what I'd call like the current roster of about thirty who've been oh, on the last five one. seasons. Number one, above CT and Johnny, hundred percent. Wow, it's very clear that like even 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 Johnny, like you know, is vulnerable, at least a little bit. 
hypothetically like he doesn't assert he doesn't know control and like same as ct like he's a little bit inevitable but i think that maybe people have wisened up to yeah. that maybe i don't know but i this, just but this is the other thing as well you look at where she was at the beginning of the game everyone was like we've got to get tori out then they got Jonay out then they got amanda out and then they've not even touched tori since yeah. not even and been a sniff got... of her no, and not only that, like back when she won the first one, all those same Survivor girls who spent the entire time getting her out, they like grow again, and they didn't cry and apologize, but they like sat there and like overlaughed at all of her stupid jokes. Like it's just, it's it's just crazy. It's just uh, it, and there's another element to Tori in this scene is like it's very clear that she doesn't really care to be friends with. Desi and Chanel but like she to wants to like them like she's a very much of a people pleaser but like she doesn't care to like hang out like they're not going to be out and out in Cabo on IG I guess so she has yeah. no incentive to like there's it's I like love, a different I love that you just called it IG that's what you know we out here um <laughs> I don't know man it's just pretty wild like I I, I can't remember this level. I guess maybe even Laurel and free agents, but even then she went into like three eliminations that season because uh, like it, it, this is just, this shit is like... Um... But Laurel can put people's backs up. Tori doesn't do that. Tori seems to be both like the coolest girl and the most popular girl and the best at the challenges girl. All at yeah. the same time. Yet everyone wants her out, but everyone's too scared to try and get her out. And then they all want to be friends with her. So when they, like, do something against her, it's like you say, she walks in, whips out her dick, no apologies start, the tears start flowing. Crazy. That was a, that was a wild scene. That was wild behavior by all of them. And I just didn't really think Tori had that in her anymore, but, like, it was, it was pretty cool to see. I like it. If, I mean, I'm a if, pro all of this, you know. How old is Tori? Don't know. But, okay, Probably so, 29. So she's got, let's say, seven, six, seven more years of the challenge left in her. She could probably win at least another five more. I think she could retire from the challenge as the most winningest female as far as championship rings. Who's got the most? Kara? Two? No. Kara's Mills got, Kara two. got three. No. Uh, I don't know. Did, has, how many has Laurel got? Two or three? Let me see. Let me Google if there's like some sort of thing we can use to like search that. Challenge Wikia, probably. Do you get what I did there? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was nice. just thinking about George. Who has the most challenge wins? Johnny Bananas. Got it. Obviously. Um, this is really interesting. Do you want me to fill time just talking about George and my love for him? Yeah, do it. Why not? Shall I just like, uh, George, this is a, a personal plea to you. Um, it's been 12 episodes of the Challenge USA and you have not been here. And we understand because we know you're a busy man and we, we know... You are the best man, as we have seen due to the 12 weddings that you have been a best man at on a Friday night 
consecutively i think it's two i mean if it's not if it's not more than two it's like veronica or something and those don't really count the same so like yeah i mean it's crazy one one but like i don't know it's not that crazy right no should i carry on the george thing or should we carry on with the show yeah let's carry on with the show um Um, so was it at um, this point by the way michaela that really weird dance uh kind of no 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 that was uh um that was a little later the um can i just say by the way i genuinely watched this episode and i think michaela may be the weirdest most odd human being i've ever watched on the challenge like she's Uh, so weird I have a, a a theory on Michaela, but we'll get to we'll get to that after the challenge. So um, Josh talks about his heritage and uh, and how he needs to make the final. He's already accelerated to the Anito portion of his challenge career very <laughs> early yeah, on. Yeah, like, um, was this the bit so, where the four boys were outside? Uh, yeah, and he's so like, my, I can't my, believe yeah. it's the five of us left. So my favorite ahead, bit. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite bit about this scene was Johnny basically dobbing them all in to your theory at the end when he was like, Josh, you're not high at the moment, are you? The edibles. <laughs> they brought the edibles in, Brian. You were so right. I know. I'm telling you. Real one, real recognize real, you know. A game recognized game. Um also I'm not surprised that for those of the four of the five and i love how easily there's the five of us left and i'm sitting there like who the who is the chris <laughs> yeah right and chris of course the fifth best friend um i just think all these other guys um should by the kind way, of be ashamed of themselves to oh, be 100 the by the way <laughs> just a quick thing in that scene didn't johnny like seem like the old man's friend like your big brother's friend that, that always wanted to hang out with the little kids in the crew. Yeah. Just wasn't cool enough. A hundred percent. That's exactly what he seemed like. It was great. Um, oh, and I got but, more on him later. Uh, I, yeah. But no, I do alert. agree. The rest of the men on the show should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. There were so many of them to take out these bets. Just keep putting them against each other. I don't, why did they, what is this? What was this casting? What was this shit for the guys? They just wanted, they wanted to be on the like, challenge. The Fessy and Josh to like make it right. Like yeah. they wanted that, right? Huh? Yeah. I mean, they had. Like, there's yeah. no way they put this cast together without the songs. Man, let's. I bet Monty's gonna do some damage. You know, I, I bet. <laughs> I bet Sebastian's gonna get in there and mix it up. I mean, well, he tried to get in there and mix it up. Let's just say. Um, oh my god! I up. forgot. I forgot that Tori had that blemish on her record of Seabass. I bet she didn't. Um, <laughs> he won't let her. So a little um, civics lesson for you. It, it's mm. pretty. It's pretty wild. I was thinking about it as Josh was was speaking. Um, you know, between you know the JFK assassination and mm. you know the two thousand presidential election and Josh Martinez, like Cuba, for being such a tiny little island, has really affected america in some pretty major ways like those three events are huge in shaping who we are as a country you know well if if you're talking about josh martinez as well it's not just america don't stop there he's worldwide he sure is and new cool josh did 
do a pretty good job later on in the episode, like holding on to old uncool Josh so, for dear life, trying to escape his body. For sure. You know what I've realized? New cool Josh is basically like the iPhone. So basically, he's exactly the same as old cool Josh, but they've just put a different color on. You mean old or like Josh. or like aluminium or titanium just i don't think i think we've we've thought he's changed but as we're yeah. getting close to the final we're realizing he is the same uncle josh but he's now the lovable uncle josh as opposed to the oh my god he's getting my nerves uncle josh you know it's i have this theory about people and like people do change but people don't change that much yeah you know like people are they just they grow are. their hair and put on a bandana right like it's little things that people change, but really they only keep it like at a certain point in your life, you just kind of are who you are and little changes can happen and you can make progress, but you just are a certain person. And yeah, Josh is that like, he, he has sick hair. He's got a sick pink blaze, pink blazer. He's got cool new tattoos. And I discovered more cool new yeah. tattoos, but we'll get to that uh, later on teaser. Uh, they call that a tease in the radio business. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know what I never thought I'd say, but I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm desperate for Josh to win this season. Like I I I honestly think that if he wins and TJ announces him as the winner of the challenge USA on CBS, um, he will. It will probably be one of the most emotional moments in television history. Emotional for who? For Josh. <laughs> um, I got to be honest with you, out of the five guys remaining. You want Faisal. Um, yeah, he'd be my number one, but Josh would be last. So I disagree. So I have a little theory about this. So, yeah, you know how a couple of years ago, England got to the final of the Euros? Remember, I did no. that bit at the beginning of the podcast about the missing the penalties and everything. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. So... In world football, there's two competitions for England. There's the Euros and then there's the World Cup. And they're both major tournaments and they're both every four years. And there's two years between so Euros, two years World Cup, Euros, uh, two years later. But England haven't won anything since 1966. Jesus. And if we'd have won the Euros, I always said this, I'd have been so fucking happy. Like, so happy. But... Mm -hmm. I would have I want to win the World Cup. Yeah. And I kind of feel like winning the Challenge USA if you're like Josh or Fessy, you're so happy. You're so fucking happy, but you want to win the Challenge MTV. You know, it's different though. You're right when it comes to Fessy. That's exactly how it but Josh, it doesn't it, it's a different they're playing almost playing two different games. That's why I want Do Fessy to win so much. It would be the most interesting possible outcome for him because it would he would still feel that insecurity of mm. never having won despite having well, won and he, he would slam his head against that for well, it's it's that ambiguity it's that, it's that ambiguity because it's a new part of the franchise it's that mm -hmm. whole if you're a champion of the challenge usa are you a champion of the challenge usa or are you a champion of the challenge and i feel like if josh won I'd give him champion of the challenge. If yeah. Faisal won, I'd be like, 
no, you're just a champion of the USA show. Right, right. And that's how, that would be the narrative. That's what yeah. he would get shit about it and it would bother him, you know. Mm. It would it would get to him. And so, you know, he would still come in with a chip on his shoulder. But since he won, sometimes it makes it easier to, like, go after him. So maybe he would have to, like, come back and fight a little more, which would be a way more interesting way to watch Fessy than we've watched in a while, I guess. Hmm. Do you know who we haven't discussed as mm-hmm. far as kind of how he is this season? Is Bananas. Because mm-hmm. I kind of feel like he's really had to change not just his game, but his personality because he's real. you know, yes, Wes comes back a bit, CT comes back. He's the only real like 50-year-old that's still doing this on the wreck. So he's almost had to like make himself younger and make himself cooler and not be the seven-time champ or eight-time champ or whatever it is that that everyone wants to go for. He oh the funny old guy. Oh, we like him. And like it's I feel we've seen so much more this season of like bananas having a relationship with the newer people, not just the Josh and the Faisals, but like the Survivor girls. He seems to be getting on really well with Chanel and stuff. And I think it's there's something to be said for the way that Bananas has actually adapted his game over the years. Well, it's part like he doesn't show up and have the entire all of the new people being like, "Gotta get Johnny Bananas out mm-hmm. You know that that has that didn't happen to him here. It was more "Gotta get the vets out." Like Johnny was just part of that group. You know, yeah. like Devin. I know you love Devin, but let's be honest. His game plan was to use Johnny as a sort of springboard into relevancy. Yeah, no, and I think yeah, I think he would probably agree with that. I do wonder if he's not the but he's not the only one. Yeah. Nelson, Hunter, all those dudes. Corey, that up. was Corey's ammo. Exactly. So like it's he had to be a certain way back then because he had all these like younger kids like making their name off of mm. his but, but what i think but what i'm saying is i think it's so amazing that considering that that's what was happening for a good five-year stretch he managed to get through it yeah he had like quite a few like season droughts where he didn't win but he got through it and then he was just another one of the team another one of the cool kids like i yeah. think there's a lot to be said for how he's adapted his game and I've forgotten the word um, just throughout the years, like not changed. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like adopted sort of CT's spies, lies and allies, like uh, uh, sort of uninvolvement. Yeah. You know, it's uh it is interesting. Like, but I don't know. Do you, I mean, Chris, when he won, kind of said, I think what everyone there assumes when he's like, yeah, Johnny's a threat, but he's getting old. Like, I think but that they just said, think when that he, they can beat him. But when he said that, I was like, well, that's a stupid thing to say because it is a stupid think, thing to say. You think it's that famous last word he, shit. he will still probably beat you, Chris. Yeah. Although I have a new theory. <laughs> Oh, I love uh, that you're. I love a Levi theory. Hit me. Well, the great thing is now that they've announced the cast for thirty nine, I can come out with all these theories. So you remember mm-hmm. last week, my theory was Josh won because he's not in the cast for thirty nine. Yeah. 
new theory Chris won because he's not in the cost for 39. Um, if Chris did win, that would be one of the more deserving wins in a long fucking time. That's for if sure. If Chris and Cassidy win this show, that's the two most deserving wins of all time. Um, Cassidy is not going to win the show. Um, all right, so back to the show. But Cassidy, I have a theory, uh, Brian. Sorry. Is, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, so me. it's really with the whole, you know, 39 being announced. And Cassidy yeah. is not on the cast for 39. Mm-hmm. I think Cassidy wins the Challenge USA. No, I think <laughs> I have a theory. So Anissa, okay. not on the cast of 39. I think Anissa wins Challenge USA season two. So I have a theory. Yeah. John Lineker. Sean Lineker. Not on the not, cast right, for so the Jesse Challenge 39. gives us his, uh, her obligatory explanation that she was once on Survivor um, because we haven't heard that in a while. Um, you know, I have another theory to throw at you, Sean yeah. Lineker. Um, the, um, so in the Bachelor world, I know you don't watch The Bachelor, but no. um, pageant girls are notoriously very successful on The Bachelor. I was so going to ask you this, by the way. Yeah. I don't understand pageants. Me neither. Is it? Oh, okay. Well, I thought all Americans knew. We'll wait for I'm... Lauren to come back. She knows everything. I, I mean, like, understand them how. Like, I think it's just pure objectification, and now it's been like adopted as like as like a feminist thing. I don't know what what it, what was the what. So you... it was basically objectification. Now it's reclaiming. Sort of, I but like they go and they like look. They they wear like they wear a beautiful dress, and they get judged on that. And then they have like a talent, and they get judged on that. And then there used to be like, I'm pretty sure like a bikini section. Maybe I don't know if that still exists. Um, this is at least how it played out in TV shows. I don't know about yeah. real life. I don't know, but it sounds like it's here. a bit of a, it sounds like it's a bit of like a, who's the hottest, like a bunch of hot girls being like backstabby to each other behind the scenes. Mm. And it's all very political. And like, I think, I think it, there's a reason that, that reality TV People come from that world a lot. Okay. I guess. I feel like Natalie Negroti was the pageant girl. She seems that would like make a pageant sense. girl. Yeah. Yeah, she does seem like a pageant girl. Um, I just wonder if that's an untapped resource for the show, potentially. I don't know. Like just, well, just instead of casting reality stars, just cast pageant girls. I mean, I, you know, at a certain point, what are they going to do? Like, they're going to just start casting, like, anybody, oh right? You know what they should cast? The last person that gets cut from every NFL team in the uh, in the offseason. What do they call it? The, the number 54 or whatever it is? Yeah. yeah they oh, yeah. How, just... was the, um, how was the football game? Oh, my God. So, this is incredible. Yeah. So, um, me and my dad had tickets up in the top deck in the 500s, which is where we always have tickets for the NFL because we go every year, the one at Wembley. So, you know. Um, really excited to go. I get a text the night before from my friend uh, who works for the FA, which is the football association who own Wembley. And he goes, you and your dad still going tomorrow? I was like, yeah, of course we are. And he said, um, do you think you can sell your tickets? And I was like, to you? And he was like, no, no, no. Do you think you can sell your tickets? I was like, I don't know why. We, we still want to go. He goes, do you want an upgrade? I was like, okay. Of course. Thank you very much. So check your emails. I checked my emails. Sent me two tickets in a box. Heck. So I thought I'm going to keep this a secret from my dad. 
as like a little exciting thing. I managed to sell the tickets on Twicket. So I, I put them up for £20 less than face value. And shout out to Twickets, by the way. It's really good. You're not allowed to sell. You you can't put the tickets up for above face value. So it's more about the consumer. Yeah. Oh, mate, you need to get it. I think it's UK and Australia. But anyway, so I sold them on tickets for... for I don't think I have any. I don't think I have any. They in the matter. No. Um, <laughs> no sorry. Well, Brian, invest. Invest. Um, but yeah, so I sold them for 20, £20 less than face value. Um, I hope the person that bought them had a really good time at the game. But met with my dad. I had to make up some lie because he had the digital ticket on his phone that I'd sent him. So I didn't want him to scan it because obviously it would screw up the people going in. So I went, yeah. oh, I got an email from Ticketmaster the other day. They um, they said there's a problem with the digital tickets. So to print out the tickets in newspaper. And I was like, so print them out. He was like, oh, perfect. And I was like, so you can delete the ticket. Delete the, let, let me watch you delete the ticket. I, I had to be social. Um, yeah. So we're walking up Wembley Way, which is the road on the um, on the way to the ground. And he's like, oh, which, which zone do we go in? He said, purple zone. Now, purple zone is like the Club Wembley zone, the one that all the people in the good seats are in um so i was worried he was gonna like catch on and if he did he didn't say anything so we went up level two level one level two went up level three then there's like a little staircase up to four so i went to the guards on on the on the staircase i was like we're in one of the boxes but he doesn't know it's a surprise which way do we go so they were like go up take a left so we went up dad was like what what this is not the way we normally go. I was like, no, no, the guys were saying that there's a staircase that takes us straight up to the 500 level. Stop walking past the boxes. And I, I, I pointed one out. I was like, oh, it's got a Nike logo. It must be Nike's box. He goes, well, in that case, that's the um, Jacksonville Jaguars owner's box because it says Jacksonville Jaguars owner. Went past the next one. I was like, oh, Atlanta Falcons owner. And then we got to the next one and I took a sharp turn, opened it and went, this is our box. The look on his face was priceless. He was so happy. And yeah, great game, great company, great moment. That's a really amazing story. Good job. Good for you. Number one yeah. son award. Well, yeah. And my friend who sought me the tickets, number one friend award. Um, yeah, number after one George, friend number, number two friend, because George is number one. Of course, naturally. Yeah. Um, so speaking of number one, uh, you know, we get to the challenge and we are back to the basics. It's a point A to point B. Point B and Except this so time you go back to point A and then point B again and point A and point B. Blah, blah, blah. And you do it a million times until you get um, puzzle pieces that look like like the top of the White Castle's logo. Mm. And, um, you know, what? I have a lot of questions about the setting. Of, Sorry, I of think this. we just got lost in translation. Yeah. The White, the White Castle's Castle logo. logo. What's that? Yeah, the White White Castle, it's a it's a burger joint. It's a it's a fast food place. Um, America, yeah, never heard of it. Heard heard chef. So <laughs> I have a question about this location. Yeah, like I'm not like, were there like actual battles fought at that castle at one point? Do you think like real life? Where like, is it? Croatia. In, yeah, yeah, probably. Like back in like when like whenever Game of Thrones was set or whatever, like. Mm. That's sick. Yeah. But then my other thing is, maybe, because the challenge can do this, especially on CBS with all the money that they're using on the show as opposed to the prize money, they could have built that castle. Like, I, a bit of me was like... built a castle? 4% of me thinks they did. 96% thinks they didn't. 
But that 4% is really, like, irking me. Okay, but that castle was wild, man. Those were hmm. probably, like, torture dungeons. Like, they probably kept prisoners down that, like, long-ass hallway. Do you know like, what that's that... That's crazy. Do you know what that castle reminded me with the long-ass hallway? The Challenge House mm-hmm. from Challenge USA 2. A little bit, yeah. It also reminded me of, uh, you know, in Aladdin, when uh, when he's, like, locked up in the in the dungeon, the yes. Sultan's dungeon, and he, in Jafar, he's like, oh, the old man under the block me. Yeah. It reminded me of that a little bit. Like, I just feel like that's, like, way more interesting than anything that happened during this challenge. Well, do you know what I did like? I like that they didn't tell them how many bags of puzzle pieces they were, because otherwise it would have just been the usual challenge. But I did think what they could have done instead was lie. And so as a rate, they could have lied and said there are 10 puzzle pieces just for a laugh. And then like four hours in, TJ could have gone, oh, no, there are. Oh, that would have been amazing. They would have just yeah. been running around freaking out. I, I like could you imagine Michelle if she thought there were 10 puzzle pieces? And she got eight. Knowing Michelle, she'd have ended up getting nine somehow. Mm, mm. Or ended up in like Germany or something. (laughs) (laughs) I I like, it reminded me of like a level in a video game and like you go in there to look for the treasure and like you have to fight like a bunch of like reanimated skeletons and shit. Like I think they should have like It was like Super Mario Brothers on the Game Boy. Yeah, like they should have been an actual danger in there as well. Like actual, like they should have released like a hungry Wolverine into the hallways and had that running around. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think we should really up the danger level on this show. They're being too coddled. Do you remember the last challenge that they had in a castle on a previous season? The last challenge they had in the castle. Is it the one on Cutthroat when they had to run into the, the tear gas? No, no, no. It was. Are you ready for this? It yeah. was pr- a proper dangerous challenge. It was in the final of Vendettas where they had to play high-low with Bananas and Melissa. Oh, that's right. That's right. Why was that properly dangerous? Oh, you're kidding. The, the sarcasm. Oh, there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so this leads me to the next question in this so t- one point, um, and this is directed to you, um, mm. since George doesn't like uh, foot, foot, football. Um, mm. What does a tracker do? Tori says she was a tracker in so, soccer. Can I guess first? Well, first of all, can I ask, you know, when you messaged me this morning, well, this afternoon and was like, I need, remind me, I need to ask you the football question. Was this a football question? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I, I said that before I had even seen oh, the episode. Because when I was watching the episode, that's what I thought the football question was. Guess no, what no, tracker no. is, I and then I'll you, tell you. I asked you this like two weeks ago. What was And it? you didn't. The football. Do you want mine, or do you want me to ask about Tori? If you want which Tori, and then do yours. So what? So I think what a tracker does. Yeah. Is like they basically follow around like the like the the messy of the world of like the best player and essentially like check them the entire game is that right so they they follow messy around try and get selfie (laughs) (laughs) do you know what okay when she mentioned that she played soccer and she was a tracker do you know what the first thing that hit my mind was that is not a position in football no one has ever heard of that great (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to let you roll with what you thought it was 
So it's really not. I mean, it's got to be something. Why would she say no, that? It's not a position. There's no such thing. What she means is she used to mark someone. So she was probably the holding midfielder. So you didn't like Google? Maybe that's like an American football jar, like a, a soccer jargon thing. No, I'm not know? Googling that. I, I have self-respect. I'm not Googling <laughs> American soccer jargon, Brian. I love you, <laughs> but I'm not Googling that shit. I was just curious. All right. I mean, I have no fun clue about anything. So like you could have told me anything I would have believed you. You could have said, you could have said her job was to like fart around this pitch <laughs> and oh, so make what the, the tracker other does. to smell her farts like i would have been like damn that's a sick fucking job so the job of the tracker is basically when the whistle goes they leave the stadium and they go and track down george and try and bring him back <laughs> <laughs> um okay uh well that was really the only thing i i had on that um what was your football question oh um, okay, so like, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was, I, I fell asleep on, I was watching um, like basic cable and I came across Terminator 2 on the Spanish channel and I thought it was really funny and I was like half asleep so I just left it on. Yeah. And, and when I was Horacio in, morning, in it. I wish. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I love that. I wish um the uh i woke up at like 4 a.m you know to go back into the into the bedroom and like you know you wake up in the couch you're kind of groggy and, and um a soccer game or football in this case was on and i was watching it and i don't know why i thought how was the tracker this. doing <laughs> tracker was doing great <laughs> i was tracking them the entire time um the uh so like you know my my biggest complaint about about soccer when I watch it is why don't they shoot more? And, and I realize that I'm, I sound stupid. Yeah. I saw I, because I, because I'm uninformed, like I'm ignorantly making an observation about something I do not understand. Right. And yeah. so like, I, you know, obviously there's a reason I still can't figure it out. I bet I figured the, out if I like watched yeah. it for any two seconds, my question for you, and this is a bit existential and a little oh. egghead, like, I wonder if that basic camera angle from which soccer is or football is broadcasted leads to the amount of sort of like consternation around this sport for its fans. Because like you really can't see certain stuff from that angle. And I wonder if mm. that, like, because, like, remember when we watched that Ipswich game and there yeah. weren't a lot of, like, replays and stuff because it was, like, I mean, it was very low budget as far as, like, yeah, the TV cause it, Yeah, because it was um, it was a one-camera shoot in League One. But now we're in the championship, I, so two-camera shoot. And I have to imagine that there's plenty of football fans or soccer fans who, like me, don't understand what they're talking about, but still have that emotion towards it and do say stupid shit. Like, like I, I imagine I don't represent, my nuance doesn't represent the average soccer yeah. fan. So do you think that if they just, if it, if it's, maybe it's something as said, like the broadcast angle has something to do with people's feelings because they're really not getting the full picture of what's happening. So I went to an Ipswich game the other week and we were sitting really good seats. And one of the things that I realized is, and it goes to what you say, you can watch everything. And one of the things I was noticing, I was like, every time Ipswich loses the ball, 
the speed at which we get back into our positions is incredible. And like watching some of the passing and some of the moving, I was like, they all know where the other player is. They all know where they need to move. So watching it live is a completely different experience from watching it on TV. Um, but they did used to have a camera angle on Sky called Player Cam. So you could press the red button and they would pick a player every 15 minutes and that would the camera would literally only be on that player. And I remember mm-hmm. there was once and the player they picked on the 75th minute got subbed off on the 77th minute. So if you were watching Player Cam, they just had a camera on him sitting on the bench talking to the other players that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> and it was like i don't know but i know i see what you mean but I, I think i just don't know i think america's the only place that has a problem with the camera angle of football slash football no i'm not saying a problem with it what i'm saying yeah. is do you think the camera angle leads to some of the sort of histrionic like anger or like uh visceral like i I just think that because it's you don't see stuff it's easy to be like that guy fucked up like i see it i think that all the time but like again Mm -hmm. i don't know what i'm talking about and i understand that i don't know but a lot of times people don't No, i I think a lot of it is a lot of it's just tribalism Mm. and i just think like there's certain players that certain fans, even of their own team, have a vendetta against. Like, there's a few England players that I hate. And if they make a mistake, I will I will not shut up about it. Um, but you don't think, you know, you, you just you just don't think at all like that watching football but, in that way your whole life. I remember has led I, I've to some been watching, no, I've been watching it for like 30 years. Like, I'm so used yeah, to it. Yeah, of course. No, okay, I'll but like what... I've been watching football my whole life, and I sometimes think that, yeah, sorry. And I sometimes think that part of the reason that, you know, people obsess about the quarterbacks is because when you're watching it on TV, the camera's just on them. Exactly. So oh I don't God. know what safeties do, but like people have, and no one else does either, but people mm. can have these strong opinions that like, all they're seeing and they're not seeing the full picture. And I've always thought that that was always a big part of why. And if you I mean, you can't really show it any other way. So I get it, but like, I don't know. I was just something I thought of when I was like waking up, probably still high. From Do you have Gumby. Disney plus by the way. Yeah. So last week they debuted this thing during the um, Falcons of the Jaguars game at Wembley called Toy the Story, Story Broadcast. It's yeah, I watched dude. it afterwards. It is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Okay, it was imagine that, fucking... but the challenge. So, oh, a Toy Story version that'd be sick, like a Toy Story hall brawl. Oh no, no, Paramount I... Plus has Rugrats, a Rugrats version of the challenge. I came simulcast. In, I came into I like came in to watch that game in the morning. I was reading on my patio outside and like you know smoking weed, drinking mm-hmm. coffee, doing my usual morning routine. And I came in to turn that game on, and I like I don't know what I clicked, but like it was like oh I'm like it's on like it's broadcasting on Disney Plus. That's fucking weird. And so I turned it on, and it was just that like it was in Andy's room, and I'm like, dude, it's what amazing. the fuck is going on? What did I what did I click? But, but imagine so thrown off. But imagine if Paramount Plus did that simulcast with the challenge, but with Rugrats. So like the arena where they have the eliminations is the Rugrats like playpen, and like Dude, they can't even afford TJ, a, 
TJ is Chucky. The ginger yeah, I mean, one. that would be great. I, they can't even afford like a five bedroom house for 30 people. <laughs> they can't, they're, they're way too much for them. Um, by the way, um, uh, Desi and Chris won the uh challenge. Um, and and you know, um, thanks to Michaela, I do have a theory about yeah, about Michaela, and it's like, you know. Sometimes in life, you fear the um, you fear what you don't know, and or sorry, you fear what you know the most. And I'm starting to think that part of the reason that Michaela has been so like paranoid and so distrustful of you know these people and being so vocal about that distrust like i'm starting to think that maybe the reason that she feels that way is because these are her people that she is like that so i mean i love it if you go back to week one when she walked into the ball sucking room and was like, all oh, these people are liars. Starting to think that she was telling on herself. I And she think. fits in. I just think that she is just as swashbuckling as the people that she's basically accusing of being swashbuckling if that makes sense i just think she's the oddest human i've ever seen on the show she's so weird like oh, like so she... weird um, i just don't i don't understand her i find her so part of the reason i think she seems to hate michelle is because they started on the same season together and thank you very much for filling that while i went to the toilet um they started <laughs> on the same season together and then Michelle's kind of gone on to do more seasons. And now the vets have kind of taken her in as the bottom of the barrel on their alliance. And I think Michaela, like, is a little bit jealous. Because I remember when she went on the after show with the wonderful Devin Simone. She just seemed really desperate to be back on the show, like, picking arguments with people. And it was like, M Michaela, you've been in, like, one episode. But she's she's done well this season as far as making sure she's going to be asked back. But I just find her so odd. I see. I get a totally different read from her. And did you hear any of what I said? Did, did you, or while you were all of playing? it, all of it? Okay, yeah. great. I like all when right, you so start slowing stuff it. down as well because it went longer than um, you thought it would be. Yeah, and uh, you know, I have a different read on her. Totally, I just think that she is. She's just a liar and a phony and a hypocrite, like yeah. all good challengers are. Yeah, I, like I just feel like she fits in. But the and oddness she... is the fact that she doesn't think she is. Like I yeah. like most and... of them just own it. She doesn't. She's well, like, I'm not, right I'm not away, that type of person. That happens a lot with them. A lot of them start owning it when they realize what it takes to win. To win. I think yeah. that Michaela is just fast. She's a you know, it's it's classic, you know, Gen Z Zoomer, everything's gotta happen in two seconds bullshit. Also, I, I heard I sometimes think though with Michaela, sorry. I can't tell how old she is. She's like a dusty um, to me. She could be like 28 or she could be 41. I think that she's probably like 28. 
Okay, I'm gonna Google it. She carries herself in a, in a in not a like a a ditzy girl way. She carries herself very uh, uh, grown up. Um, I have a question for you. I didn't realize this is a thing. Did you know that like, um, artists are, are releasing their songs now, like with basically like sped up Alvin the Chipmunk versions of the songs? Yeah, they did that years ago. I mean, what? Young people don't have the attention span to sit through an entire song anymore. It has to, even well, that has to come fast. Yeah, but you've got to like, think as well, like on? Netflix, how you can watch on double speed. I listen to all my WhatsApp voice notes on double speed just it sounds funny. And I've got a friend who talks really fast, so double speed sounds like 10 times speed. But also, George watches the challenge episodes on double speed. If he watches, he watches them at all. I, <laughs> I just didn't know that was a thing. Them. That seems fucking insane. Why would anyone want to listen to a song like that? Because people don't have the, t- the attention span. Honestly, like... That's that's nuts. Why, why is, aren't we doing something about this? This is like the shorts and TikTok generation, Instagram reels. Like, people genuinely don't want to watch a TV show for an hour. Why aren't we doing something about that? Why are we just letting that, why are we accepting that as okay? Do you mean you and me? No, we, the royal we, okay. fucking well, society. Why I, are we I, being I, like, this is fucked up? I was going to say, because we can't change it. Um, you know, it's like the thing, it's like, you know, when, 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 you know, t- TV was around, and, you know, we'd hear when we were younger, maybe I'm a little older than you, so it's like, you know. not. Oh, I thought I thought you. I'm were 36. You're like, we're how, like, are you? how old are you? Oh, 34. We're like the same age. Yeah, so, like, so you know, they'd be like, "Oh, TV's Basically gonna twins. ruin your attention span." You know, they would say that cable cable mm. TV's gonna ruin your attention span and stuff. And it's like, you know what? They were right. And now it's like, so let's just turn the volume up on that, like a hundred. Like, what's mm. going on? What What are we doing? Why isn't anyone? Why are Why are what, everyone's so distracted by all this shit? This is that's such a problem. That kids can't even listen to a three and a half minute fucking song. Just like chill out, put the shit down, and fucking relax. All everybody, this is it's bad. Like that's bad. That's bad. That's not a good thing for society. Like that means when I'm old, the people that are gonna be like taking care of me won't even be able to pay attention long enough to know what they're even taking care of. That's fucking insane. That's nuts. That's, that's oh, crazy. Oh, sorry, what were you saying? I wasn't paying attention. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, um, let's see. Desi and Chris win. Uh, and my feet cut out at this point, so you're going to have to help me out. So they obviously voted Tori and Fessy. I mean, yeah. what, that would be stupid if they did. Yeah, they were uh, humming and ahhing between Fessy and Bananas, and they went for Fessy. Right. Um, which is smart. You know, that's probably yeah. what's what should have happened a lot earlier, but it's good that they're finally doing it. By the way, and, can um, we just can we just talk about my friend Michaela again? Because uh-huh. she was the one that realized that there were eight puzzle pieces while everyone was literally trying to build seven. And she told the survivor crew, which as weird as I find her and as annoying as I find her, and as much as I think she is the self-appointed leader of the survivor crew, she's actually did really well in this challenge. Also, best bit, Fessy going, I've got stamina for days. Next shot, Fessy throwing up. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I love when they clown Fessy. Um, he did it last week with the, I'm going to win this. I've played football all my life. Winner, Corey. 
Um, okay, so uh, one thing I did clock that Desi said during this mm. post-win deliberation. Yeah. Uh, no, this is before deliberation. Yeah. Um, Desi says, I'm not the type of person who likes being lied to. And mm. like, I'm like, who is that? Who does? Who is that type of person that likes being lied? Who's like, you know what? Rocks being lied to. It's sick. Mm. Do you know what annoys me? And it happens on uh, reality TV a lot. The phrase, I'm not that type of person, or I am the type of person who. Like, mm. you can't just say, I'm that type of person. That that is for me. That is this week's. I play college football my whole life. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like Lauren, I mean, she just doesn't stop with the eighth grade basketball. Part of me wonders if that's like because you know they have to like repeat the Lauren repeated grade eight I just fifteen got that. times. No, when um, you know people. Uh, or when they do the uh, confessionals, they're asked to repeat the question hmm. before they give their answer. So that's how they can clip up sound bites. So I just wonder if, like, the question's like, are you the type of person to do this? And so they have to say, I'm uh, the type yeah. of person. You know? Yeah, because they've got to lead it in. It can't be the thing. By yeah. the way, one but thing the, I should have mentioned... The word literally is different. That's just, that's just a plague against society. One thing I should have mentioned, by the way, since I... Um... I've mentioned all the other people on our podcast is Ryan while we were talking about TikTok. So he's got his TikTok. Um, I think it's the underscore sport guy, um, something like that. One of his TikToks, over a hundred thousand views. Holy shit. Is that yeah, a lot? Hundred thousand, yeah. Dude, I don't know. That's don't like know the, that's like the amount of people that watch the challenge USA. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no lie. That is more people than watch the Challenge UK and the Challenge Australia combined, a hundred thousand. Mm. Does that? I mean, I, I mean, uh, I was talking I mean, to. I, got... I was messaging Thank with one of the cast. <laughs> I was messaging with one of the cast of Challenge Australia, and I was like, "So, how did it do out there?" And she goes, "Yeah, they they cancelled us mid season, and then wouldn't reply to our emails." <laughs> literally the network just went nah stick on paramount plus people yeah, don't have I the mean, attention span for this two times speed oh god um <laughs> um speaking of uh uh two times speed um i found some new um josh tattoos oh yeah Do you want to know them yeah they're on his so they're on the like the the, the thick part of his fingers between the knuckles yeah um, and there's three. There's an alien, like a little okay. alien head. There's a lightning bolt, and there is a cross. Oh, he's just—he's an enigma. No, he's bored. No, he needs a job. He needs something to do with his time. That's what happens. That's what happens when you have nothing. When every day is a Saturday, and you have nothing to do, you. Get an alien tattooed on your finger because, like, you know, you need some new content for Instagram. Like, it's he needs to just go, like, get a check, like, go be like, uh, you know, a, a, a purchasing manager for like, a, you know, a bar group somewhere. Go work at Castles. Be, yeah, go. I don't know. Um, do you reckon Josh has over a million in the bank? 
He won I half a million on Big Brother. For the sake of income inequality everywhere. Um, uh, Michelle calls, or Michaela calls Michelle out. Uh, so this for, argument, I don't know, for being, being Michelle. Michelle, yeah. Um, you, which is you know funny. Best, I loved it. I love Michelle. The, Michaela was like, your cheeks are all pink. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just my fave. No, the best line, the best line from Michelle was, you call me Michelle down. You're the one who's unstable. Yeah, she's like, I'm not, she was like eating lunch. Like she was like chilling harder than anyone. But, but yeah, I just, that, that line as well about the cheeks. No, that's just how my cheeks go when I have a meltdown. Even though as I'm not you, having a meltdown. As you say, Brian, she's always two glasses of wine deep. Perpetually. Um, <laughs> and so another thing I clocked too, which I thought was interesting, is during that there was a confessional, and Michelle mentioned she said um, that people have said that she's the least des deserving survivor winner, and like yeah. that's also something that Chris has said. So mm. like I'm starting to wonder if like really it's just like the, uh, 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 you know it's like when athletes are like all oh, my haters they want me to fail and it's really yeah. because they like it's the crazies in their like instagram comments mm. like being like you suck die and so, so that's the only things they see like there's no way that you know chris and michelle both are being told you know sincerely that they're the least deserving survivor they're just looking at their instagram comments and there's gonna be there's well, there's looney tunes everywhere michelle I'm sure every was... survivor winner has heard that is what well, i'm saying michelle when she was on her second season of survivor and i think it might have been one or two or maybe three seasons after she'd won her whole thing was everyone's just always saying that i'm the least deserving survivor so it's not a new thing like she's been using that one for a good few years but now she needs to get all... off of social media. Well, Everyone you, does. What Everyone needs to remember as well is, while she's no one's ever the... said that to her in person, ever, ever once. I guarantee fucking tea, and I will bet a bajillion. I will eat <laughs> a shoe if she can show me evidence of an in-person person saying mm. that to her, meaning it. Okay, don't like stop looking at your social media replies. You like stop. But you've got to remember as well, Brian. You've got to remember that. On the MTV challenge, they're not allowed to mention the word survivor. So the fact that she can now say it like freely and readily. Yeah, also, well, I'm, 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 now I understand why Michaela's mad is she deemed but, but, to speak to like Tori and Fessenden. I reckon the only time that she hears the phrase, Michelle was the least deserving winner of Survivor, is when she's arguing with Chris over which one of them is the least deserving winner of Survivor. Yeah, and you know what? They probably. It's only me, I am. That it was probably one comment mm. from probably the same person who comments under every Survivor winner's Instagram because I have a theory mm. that like that people who comment like that on stuff should be should be locked up. Like we we like I genuinely think that like mm. why not? Like let's genuine let's commit let's let's prosecute them for crimes so people stop doing it. So like, crimes against care. reality TV winners, basically. No, no, no. Anyone who goes on, yeah. I mean, anyone who goes on social media and, and yeah. says things like, you're the least sort of deserving survivor winner ever, like, you, that go, you should be, 
in an institution or just did, not allowed to use their phones. Like, didn't you know Lauren what I mean? Like, why? Didn't Lauren why tell have... us that, yeah. that Uncle Josh was the least deserving Big Brother winner ever? They all are. They're all the least deserving. Who is deserving? My fucking question. Also, a uh, question about survivors. Has anyone ever died? Like, is anyone? No, but I remember one where survived? the guy had to get like, but there's been some bad injuries. There was one uh, where oh. the guy had to be airlifted to hospital because his body, complete body, completely shut down. There was one where they were making fire, and the guy blew into the fire, and the fire like exploded in his face. And then for some reason he ran into the sea, the salt water, and then he was like in agony. Um, no one's ever died. I feel like if someone died, they would have to take it off TV. Yeah, but isn't the premise that like they're surviving? So like sometimes you, yeah, but you would imagine that some people don't survive, right? No, they just don't survive in the show. I think it would be a lot more interesting if people actually could die. But maybe also, that's maybe that's why I don't watch it. You want me to? You want my eyeballs? CBS, start <laughs> killing people off. All right. Anyway. What about Big so, Brother, um, where you're know, only allowed in it if your Big Brother is in it with you? My Big Brother, anyone's Big Brother, like George, George and Ed have to go in together. Why? Wait, why? Why do you have to go in with your sibling? Big Brother. If no, you're that's making... a different show. Is there a show that's like that? It's called Big Brother. Yeah, um, Sebastian was on it, I think. Sebastian or was Tyler. on Survivor. He was Whatever, the least deserving Jared. winner of Survivor <laughs> ever. Um. Okay, so... He didn't uh, win. He's Sebastian. Um, why did... Uh, so Chris and um, uh, 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 Desi pick Josh, which is like... <laughs> Left field. Because, <laughs> okay. but do you, did you not think he would pick Fessy? And why do you think he didn't pick Fessy? Uh, the only thing I can I can think of is he was under the assumption that because there was an uneven number of guys and girls that there would be some sort of nefarious shenanigans with the hopper. So he thought that maybe Josh would be the one that caused the least waves for him. Maybe he even told Josh. I don't know. That would be my only. But he could have literally just said Fessier and then gone up to him and been like. Mate, you vote me in twice, and Fessy have been like, it's fine. Yes, I will beat whoever. Thank you, correct. And also, thank you to King Faisal of House Fitness for vindicating everything I've been saying this entire season when he was like, I cannot believe that he didn't vote for me. Like, dude, what is going on? When even he's sitting here, like, what is going on? This is fucking crazy. And then Desi didn't vote for Queen Tory of House Challenge because literally everyone is scared to say anything negative towards her because she somehow has the whole challenge world under her special Tory power. Yeah. I find her incredible. Oh, she's it's the most impressive thing. She's one of the most impressive athletes currently like in their in sports. Like yeah, no, for real. Like dead ass. Like it's yeah, fuck crazy. the Williams sisters. It's all about the to hell. Oh, they're both of them are out of the way out of their primes. They're all news, man. <laughs> Naomi Osaka, she couldn't handle this shit. With the US women's team, she they fucking choked, dude. There's nobody left. She's she's the queen of she's the queen of the fucking chessboard right now. Um, I love that you so threw Osaka in the there. room. 
I love that Cassidy was like, there's so much karmic energy in this game. Like, first off, just like as soon as people start talking like that is the is is one of the moments that I stop listening to them. And number two, like like so so much weed for sale at her apartment in Oklahoma. Um also, outside, she used to be blonde. Oh, I don't know. No, she's gone not. like ginger brunette. She literally looks like my beard now. Oh, her her blonde is probably it's probably worn out. You know, uh, probably shitty shitty hair dye. And she's been in water and sweating and shit. Like it's probably just. Uh, um, What's your I, I opinion of her, by the way? What? What's your opinion of her? Because she seems to have like become the focal point by accident of this show. Um, she. I think it's just a a, a case of her being. Smaller between than the, her, the only two outsiders are her and Tori, and their and Tori obviously is the 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 ruler of the fucking of the worst. So she's just screwed. I think that's really what it came down to. Like, how um, I don't remember how she ended up out of the Survivor Alliance because she's a Survivor girl, isn't she? Yeah, remember she I mean, she won she won three immunity challenges on her season. Whatever that means. <laughs> um, uh. I don't know. My opinion is like I'm sure she's a cool hang. Like I don't actually. I really don't know. She probably listens to music on two times speed, and and you know what? I, I don't know. I you know who I, definitely I, listens I, to music on two times speed. Alyssa Snyder. It's hard to. Oh, she doesn't even listen to music. When you ask her who her favorite music is, she says, "Oh, I like everything Tyler. In the country." Tyler's my favorite music. Um. Yeah. Uh. She. She. Uh. The thing is, is it's like you know. I. I don't. A lot of these people can exist in just like as just challenge people to me. But like when they showed that thing with Cassidy earlier in the season where she talked about how like she takes care of like oh, yeah. and, like it's like it makes it hard to take the piss out of them as challenges. Exactly. Because yeah. like you're it turns them into real, real people. Yes, right. Yeah. Like and Tori's basically not a real person. Like Josh, no. like they're not real people. You know what I mean? There are they're just I'm sure they have stuff going on in their lives too, but they I've never been presented with no. that. You know. Um cool Josh uh outside. This is when he's desperately clinging on to uh, old uncool Josh to being released out of his cage when he's crying. And but you know a, what? Like I yeah. Fair play to him for like not going around and being like, Can't believe you voted me. Why would you vote? Like he's you cool mad. Josh. New cool. New cool Josh. Let the I tears think out. Probably... Go to your friends. Let the tears out. Just have your moment. But no, in front of and you know, well done, Josh. Yeah, and this goes to show like he, you know, um this is really weird. I'm about to jo compare Josh to, to Larry Bird for a second, but like um Larry Bird, like uh, he in his book, in his autobiography, like he talks about how at the end of games, like he would be the one to take the free throws. Yeah. And his reasoning was because he it's not because he was the best it's because he worked the hardest at it. And it's like that sort of confidence when you do really work at something like yeah. I think that he's been working out for three hours a day for essentially two straight years since he was yeah. last on. And I think he I just actually, has I, confidence. I, like, I think I he just really has that want... inner confidence. Do you know what, you as know? well? I think, as well, because people used to see him as a bit of a loser, and now he's in with the cool kids. I think that's helped him as well. 
I genuinely oh, want him to win. I really do. He's number two. He would be number uh, number five. After Faisal. Still, Wait, hold on. No, Can no, I guess your I, order? I, Can I guess your order of who you want to win and what order? Yeah. Okay, number one, the king. Faisal and this is want to, not think, is going yeah, yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. So I think your number one is King Faisal of House Fitness. Mm-hmm. I think your Definitely. number two is Chris. No. Close. Not Corey. It is Corey. No, I thought Corey would be your number three because he always comes third. No, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You know, let's do that. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. Let's so do Chris, that. Chris, you're number two? Chris, you're number two? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah 100%. Oh, 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 I've got a joke coming. Corey, yeah. you're number three because he always comes third. <laughs> ah, good one. I didn't even see that coming. Uh, um, Bananas number yeah. four and then Josh number five. Yeah. Right. Is it because you want him to win the main season first? No, or you, I just or you never want him more... to win. Uh, I think it's like you know, certain people get more interesting when they win. Certain people get less interesting. Like, um... I think he could turn into a monster if he wins. Like, oh, not no. not as in like a competition monster. As in, well, I've won the challenge. You've not won the challenge. Here's how it goes. Here's how it's going to go if Josh wins. He immediately the uh, we feel sorry for Josh so we're not going to vote him in goes away and he mm. and he loses in like week two the next uh, two times basically you know? what happened to Amber kind of yeah because it's like Josh floats by because no one's threatened by him partially like he acts in a way that would get him in a lot more trouble if he didn't wasn't an unthreatening player I've but as it. soon as he becomes a threat, it's like, you know, part of the reason, and again, I know you love this person, but that helped Devin a lot too. Mm. Especially when it came to Ride or Die's time, like he, I'm sure he wasn't saying it out loud, but I'm sure he floated by for a lot on the reputation of being he's Devin. not going to win because we've never seen it happen before, you know? Mm. Well, I do have a theory. Yeah. So you know how obviously they've announced the cast for Challenge 39? <laughs> yep. So you know who's not on the cast is King Faisal of House Fitness. I'm 100% uh-huh. sure Fessy's going to win this season of Challenge USA. Uh, no, I don't. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, that would be where I bet. I think that if he doesn't go in next week, and we'll talk about next week, the preview yeah. kind, of, kind of bums me out a little bit. But Oh, uh, by the way, we'll... I've just got one more theory. Yeah. So you know how they've released the cast for the challenge? Dude, you're killing me. You're (laughs) killing me. Danelle and Desi, they're going to win this season. So walking to the um, ball sucking room, um, Johnny is eating a banana. And call me a basic bitch, but I think Johnny's fucking hilarious. Me too. And you know what I like? I kind of like that I don't think he's spoken to Chanel all season. And they mm-hmm. just seem to have this really fun relationship. And then he drops a banana on the floor. It's hilarious. He makes that comment. They're going to blur it. They blur it with his face. It's candleism. Yep. Drops, drops on the floor. I just, it's hilarious. It's... Sh- but then Chanel plays along. Oh, I mustn't fall over that. And then Michaela goes, oh, that's disgusting and picks it up. And then instead <laughs> of putting it in a bin, because she thought it was disgusting, she throws it on the bench where everyone sits. I also think it's a very strong She's such a killjoy. And no, it's also a strong indictment of how fucking gross these people are is that it like five people just stepped over the banana. No one thought to like clean up trash. Um, <laughs> it must be disgusting living with them. No, uh, I think thing... the producers were like, 
Leave that there. We need a shot. We need a shot. Yeah, and also Chanel doesn't know what the word uh, irony means because it wasn't ironic that Johnny was eating a banana. That's that's not he, what irony he was is. just eating a banana because he knew that he could make that joke. That's more coincidental or yeah. poetic, even rather than ironic. Do you know who Chanel's friends with? Alanis Morissette. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? Really great singer. <laughs> um, the original Lana uh, Del Rey. Oh, why a lot of thoughts. Um, well, that's a, we'll do our Lana Del Rey podcast as a bonus episode where we break down Norman fucking Rockwell, the the, the album from start <laughs> to finish. Um, the uh, t- tune in to the uh, Redditors React Challenge Network coming to a feed near you. Um, but watch it in double speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're gonna. No, no, no. You have the thing is we're gonna record it in double speed. We're all gonna talk really, really fast like this. And then you have to listen to it in double speed. So we not only we talk it fast, we sound like fucking assholes. I can't believe people actually listen to fucking music like that. Like they I sit mean, there and they like scroll through like the songs and are like, here's what I want to put on to relax at oh the end God. of a long day. Is <laughs> fucking sped up the weekend. Like what's going on? What is the matter with fucking the whole world has lost their fucking mind? I can't believe I people listen to our podcast. What? <laughs> I can't believe people listen to our podcast. I don't think they do. Um, so, it's just um, George on his way to the be- to the wedding to be best man, just listening to our podcast on double speed, skipping over anything that I say. Oh my god, hitting that like 10, 10 second skip button a lot. Um, we get the you know a very uninteresting ball suck round of ball sucking. They all suck the balls, and we get down there. Mostly yeah. Chanel balls got sucked. But one of uh, Corey's balls got sucked. I have a theory on this. Yeah. Michelle knew that no one was going to vote for a guy. So she had to vote for a guy. She seems to be quite friendly with bananas. No one votes for Fessy. Chris had won. Mm -hmm. Josh had been voted in. So he was the only one left. Because Michelle was the one who voted for him. She just wanted a guy's day. And it was her only way of guaranteeing one ball in there. You know what? I didn't even consider that. But thank you. Now I I feel a lot better about it. Yeah. I didn't consider it when she put the ball in. I considered. I realized it once his name came up. Speaking of when the names came up, come up. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ every week goes. Oh, it only takes one ball. It only takes one ball. I swear, every single week it's been the person with the most balls that's gone in. Maybe well, one. No, I mean, it, no, no. There's been there's been a couple outliers, but I mean, like that's what the math would dictate. Mm. Yeah, you know, in a way, it's it's happening as it should. But there's been a couple, a couple. Okay, Wes only had a. Wes was in a minority when he went in. But there's never been it where they've gone in with just one. And he says it every week. Also, yeah, but like the, think, think of the chances of that are slim. Like, yeah. I mean, there's only been what eleven of these. Like, I mean, yeah. that's. I also one of the things I do think as well. By the way, I've got this theory. Um, I <laughs> feel like TJ cannot wait for Challenge Thirty Nine to start. Because he, I reckon, hates doing those like minute and a half recap monologues at the beginning. Mm. Oh, I definitely, he definitely hates it. But that's such an easy paycheck. He doesn't have to leave the house anymore. That's all work from home. That's post COVID. That's all work from home shit. Come on. They yeah, but that, nice that can't be extra money on top of the hosting. Yeah, I'm sure. Do you think he gets, I know. Do you think, oh, do you think he been... gets post production money when he has to record a line? I wonder, it would have been very uh, uncouth of us to actually ask this, but I 
my my guess on his payment structure, it's a retainer fee. So yeah. he just gets a large well, chunk of a, money every year. Yeah, so I think it, he's like, on a whether yearly he, salary that yeah. he gets every month. It's like a, you know, it's a retainer thing. Like it's uh like um you know the show Hard Knocks? Do you know this on HBO, the the American football one? No. Well, so like they have the, they've had the same voiceover guy for years, and it's like an actor. Um uh um the fuck is his name? Anyways, it doesn't matter. But the way they pay him is, is like he's just paid every year, no matter what. Sometimes yeah. he has to work, sometimes he doesn't. I yeah, think it's that's just yearly salary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I reckon, but I reckon it's like a yearly salary of if if we have you record two seasons, this is your salary. If we have you record three seasons in a year, it's this. Four seasons yeah. in a year is that. And I, I can't imagine he's very, I mean, maybe his agent is like a hard ass, but I can't imagine he's No, very he's not. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't do it for the money. He does it for the love. Um, he must have made yeah. so much money in BMX when he was doing like BMX uh, extreme sports. People were getting bank. He's worth like thirty, I reckon. Oh, I'm sure he has tons of money, but also yeah. like people with money like also making more money. So I imagine that it's easy to say he doesn't do it for the money because he's getting paid well to do it. You know? Yeah. Um, he's a great guy. Great guy, my buddy. Um, Cassidy and Michelle, our buddy, our buddy, play uh, no more mine than yours. Play uh, wheel spinning, explode boxes of colored uh, smoke game. Um, very similar to the one from the ruins that Adam and uh, Cyrus played. Um, I do not remember that. That's a kind of I just thought of it mostly. They both had spinning wheels, and like Michelle and Cassidy look exactly like Adam and Cyrus. Yes, Michelle looks like Cyrus so much. It's weird. It's almost uncanny. It was the first thing I thought when um, she was caught. By the way, that Adam and Cyrus one, do you remember how close it was between Cyrus and Dusty going in for that elimination? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I bet Dusty does. You know, it's like uh, one of those things. Um, The face of the challenge. Any thoughts on this? Yeah. My main thought was when I watched this was yeah, fucking hell, why are they not wearing goggles and helmets? Because the way they were putting their heads against the thing. But I was just thought, did they not learn anything about Olivia? When Olivia like nearly broke her face? I almost think that like they want somebody to die so they can stop doing this show. Which I think is fucking hilarious. <laughs> no, but you know if that nearly happens, bananas will run in and save them. <laughs> this, this is my money. Um, and then Fess will be cool. so mad. Yeah. He'll blame the person for dying. That that's why he didn't win. Um, <laughs> um I thought it was cool. Um, good visuals. Looked sure, difficult. Yeah. It was good that yeah. they both kind of matched up equally. Because if it was Tory versus Cassidy, Cassidy may have actually died. Um, but yeah, it was. It <laughs> she would have been like hanging yeah. out and just spinning around. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it was uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It was like uh... I, the sad thing is, if Josh was in it, he he would have lost six 0 to anyone. Um, he wouldn't have known yeah, how probably. to hold the wheel, <laughs> probably, especially yeah, against probably. Fessy because Fessy's played football his whole life. But Fessy's not allowed to go into the elimination, so. Um... Michelle loses, but I think she's a big winner. 
huge winner. Because she's been cast on the Challenge 39. No, she hasn't been. She I has. know she's a huge... She has. Oh, yes, yeah, that's right, she is. Oh, I forgot, that's right. Um, no, she's a big winner because, like, she gets to go really far and actually doesn't have, doesn't have to actually go through with running the stupid fucking final. Like, she doesn't actually have to do it. It's do you know what I This found is exactly really... what she wanted. This is do you know what I found out. really interesting at the end? The people that went to hug her were all of the vets. No survivor crew went and wished her, well... Weird. Hmm. Weird. So maybe she's finally been accepted because do you remember last season when it was her and Jay versus the world for like mm-hmm. five weeks till they got eliminated? Yeah, last season was a little bit different though. That that was a little less cool kids club and like more like the adults kind of let the kids have like it was a little different. I I hmm. think that um, I don't know how to really describe it, but you know. In a way, Michelle not going to a final like almost allows her like to, to be, be able on to the talk challenge thirty nine. Well, <laughs> that but it allows her to like talk a little more shit from like the periphery because like you know when when player when people go to the final and mm. lose and especially if they lose in embarrassing fashion that like sticks with you pretty much your entire career it's like the trump card it's like anything you have to say can be followed by well you died in a final it's like the one but this way you can always play the victim because you got so far and then you went out just before the final i call it the anisa yeah but anisa was different because like michelle is yet to reach the i want to go there phase she's never going to say that out loud i don't think she actually does want to go there do you think Cassidy wants to go to a final? Yes, because she doesn't. She's too naive. Who do you think wants to win the most out of the girls? Wants to win? Yeah, like is Michaela. desperate to win. Yeah, I was going to say the same. Also, you remember how in I think like episode four or five of our podcast of this season, I said how like I had high hopes for Chanel. Since I said that, she has not spoken or done anything. Uh, the last time she was involved was when she was like, I promise you, I know I've sucked at everything, but that doesn't mean that I suck at everything. Yeah. That was my favorite thing when she said, when she was like on the truck thing, and she was like, I, I know I sucked, but I promise mm-hmm. I don't suck, even though she sucked at pretty much everything. Yeah. And then it's like, she, you know, she can be like, well, on the team stuff, like I did really well. And it's like the team games were all just like carrying something from point A to point B. Like you didn't have to do Being anything. a puzzle in the middle as well. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just, um, I'm sad because I had high hopes for her and she's disappointed me. I'm not so angry, we got, we're, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. So we're left with, I mean, I'd say probably the strongest people are left. Like, there's no one really floated. No one really got here on accident, I would say. Out of, no. Out of those so we, left. No. So, well, Fe- Fessy got there for being King Fessel. That's Josh, nice. Josh got there because he knows how to like play the house. He's got very Josh got game. there because Josh got there because he was placed there essentially with the setup. Yeah. Um you know. B- bananas got there. He he rode the early storm and then he was bananas again. Mm-hmm. Corey did what he's done the last few seasons where he just doesn't talk. Plans and then he wins one every so often, plays for third. 
And then Chris, the fucking face of the Challenge USA. I love Chris. Everyone. I love oh, no, I was about to say everyone like, loves Chris, but it's everyone loves Raymond. Fuck. No, everyone hates Chris, which was also a show. Ah, oh, um, bollocks. Excuse me. Um, I, I think that Chris is fucking great because, like, he realizes that he's, like, the least cool person in the room, and he, like, is kind of, like, okay with it. Like, yeah. he... He has very um, star of my own movie syndrome um, where he, you know, I have a theory that, you know, everyone thinks they're the star of their own movie, but he, he has it turned up a lot, which is key to being a good challenger. You need to feel like this is, this show is about you. That's what makes a good, a good challenge person. Um, And so I just love that. I mean, and I love anybody that wins a bunch of eliminations. I think that that's really the coolest part because it's so easily to mentally check out i've seen so many of these people just like lose because they gave up on their way there you know and it's cool to see like it would be really easy for chris to do the same but also he came from a show where he got marooned on that tiny little island for the entire time and also he's like people have just said to him like you're the least deserving winner of survivor Mm. (laughs) And and for him to just take that and use it as fuel to beat all these fucking big names of the challenge just he's I bet, the you most, know the he's the most deserving winner of survivor to me i bet they say tyson's the most deserving winner of survivor i bet he does yeah but he's the only one that doesn't get that label because for some reason everyone loves him do you know they even every all of his fans even excuse the fact that he's he an threw a hissy fit because he didn't know how to do a fucking sudoku Despite the fact that it's been in every single newspaper every single day since fucking newspapers yeah. were a thing. It's an ancient game that was found on the fucking tablets of Mesopotamia. And it's he's like, like what's this? It's like him going, it's like him throwing a hissy fit because he can't play noughts and crosses or tic-tac-toe, whatever you call it over there. Unbelievable. And I love that TJ was basically like, I, I know for a fact Johnny would have moonwalked that final. Yeah. Like while they were all just like bitching and complaining and went on like a, wow, I'm talking about uh, Challenge USA season one again. That's how interesting this episode was, as we've talked about pretty much everything besides it. Um uh speaking of everything besides this episode did you yeah. watch the next week always preview? always did you see to, what the do you remember when i used was? to tag it on the end of the podcast and then they <laughs> yeah, then to. i got a this season is... desist email from mtv did you really yeah they were like stop, is... stop using our clips because you notice i did it and then we started new season i was like i'm not doing clips anymore Mm, I thought that that was just a. I thought this used to be just a properly produced podcast, you know. No, um, I, got, I got a copyright strike. Did you notice what was in the? Uh, what was the elimination? It looked like a weird version of Hallbrawl. It wasn't Hallbrawl. It was Hallbrawl. They just they were, were holding, holding something. Pads. They were holding safety. blocking pads. But those why? Because this is not them? a show for safety. Why are they suddenly adding safety in? I completely agree because the fucking the the yakety yak crybabies online have to cry about fucking everything. It's like actually pretty impressive how miserable everyone in the world seems to be. Like we've reached a state where everyone 
can't even listen to a full song. Like, no wonder people think these episodes are boring. They can't even sit through an entire song without turning it to like 12 speeds. So they all, anywho, I'm upset that it's Hall Brawl because guess who would win a Hall Brawl Bessie. against anyone? So it's like, I bet what happens is next week is like versus Chris. It's so fucking annoying. I can, I already can see it happening. That's exactly okay. what I was going to say. And I'm so frustrated by it because mm. it's like, you guys had all these fucking chances. And I know, I know they're going to shoot their shot next week and they're okay. going to get fucked. Genuine question. Okay. If you're Chris and you win next week. Yeah. Do you try and engineer bananas versus Fessy as a whole role? No, you just vote in Fessy and let it happen. But but you who do you want him to go against? But you don't know what's going to be a hall brawl. Oh, yeah, it's true. But do you try and engineer Fessy versus Bananas, or do you just try yes. and get Fessy out? Yes. Because Josh... No, yeah, you definitely... Yeah. Because if one of those goes, your chances of winning yeah. grows exponentially. Yes, 100%. Because yeah. Corey's guaranteed third. Yes. Um, And then, obviously, Josh will lose his balance at some point in the final. <laughs> um, and, and fall over but I have this theory because you know they've announced the cast <laughs> um, no but yeah um, I, I'll be honest I did think TJ was going to call the final at this point literally from the fact that I thought this was going to be a little, well it all when it was announced this was an 11 episode season and this is episode 12 so I thought he was going <laughs> to call the final well I thought he was going to call the final weeks ago but there were too many people then I thought he was going to call the final now and also because they had 10 in the final of USA 1. But now, obviously, we know next week is a double elimination. Then I assume we have a one-episode final, which would take this to a 14-episode season from what I originally thought was an 11-episode season. When TJ and I were discussing when he was coming on the podcast, he was like, do you want me to come before the final? Oh, no, I said, do you want to come on the week before the final? And he went, I'll be honest, I don't know when the final is. I don't know how many you episodes know there are. You know, back in a long time ago, back probably when that castle was being used for battles, they thought that rocks fell to the ground because the rocks the rocks belonged on the ground. It wasn't until an apple fell on Isaac Newton's head that they yeah, thought about gravity. So people are wrong all the time. So you being wrong about the amount of episodes isn't really that big of a deal in the, uh, in the grand scheme of things. I've got a theory. I got a theory too. I'm gonna go listen to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band on three times speed because I'm a fucking idiot. For Levi, for Brian. Peace.